y'all. I'm Carson. And I'm Sydney. And welcome back to Don't Don't Do Do That. All right. So if you're listening to this on the Thursday of all Thursdays, that means that you are likely ignoring your family at Thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> or not with family at Thanksgiving. And I respect that. But you have us and I, I have something for you today. I don't, I've been talking a lot in these episodes lately. and I would like to formally apologize for that. <laughs> well, if you're doing research, you kind of have to talk. No, definitely. I'm just like, I realized how often they've been hearing me lately. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, then I'll talk just because last time I did, it's not a long talk. Last time I said that it was National Pickle Day because that's one of the most important days of the year, obviously. Today is my mom's birthday. Oh my God, one of the other most important days of the year. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mama. Happy birthday, (laughs) Sydney's mom. (laughs) (laughs) I have a story for you. I was going to do something else. Not else. I was going to do this story, but I was also going to do like the like start off the episode with the true history of Thanksgiving. Um, if you do not already know, I am an indigenous person. I am part of the Cherokee tribe uh, in Native American, for lack of a better term. It's like my family uh, is very passionate about the like true meaning of Thanksgiving and like what actually happened because the pilgrims and the Indians did not hold hands and sing Kumbaya like so many of you think. <laughs> but that's no. <laughs> not necessarily anyone's fault if that's what they were taught because the public education system has failed all of us consecutively because there's a lot of things that I don't know that I should. <laughs> um, True. So I was going to start with the story of that, but I, ch- I decided not to as to, you know, keep it more on the true crimey type paranormal stuff, though there was a lot of massacre in that story. It was a little more of a history kind of story. And I didn't know if you guys would vibe with that. Um, so we're just going to stick if with- if anyone is interested in it for the future, yeah, I would love let to- us know. I would love to indulge. Uh, it is it is truly, just remember to be thankful, spend the time being thankful for your family and try not to, you know, it's more of a harvest festival type deal and not so much a kumbaya america's the best kind of deal because that's not always true (laughs) for for fear of stirring the pot too much okay um onto the actual murder (laughs) well not the actual you know what i mean onto the murder case (laughs) that i'm gonna talk about all murder is actual murder don't get me wrong okay i'm gonna stop rambling all right so the thanksgiving episode babies allow me to set the scene jupiter florida we got a florida man on our hands today ladies and gentlemen for a second when you start <laughs> when you started there and you said jupiter i was like what <laughs> i almost spit my water out man no not the planet <laughs> though honestly, i was like how do you know <laughs> honestly florida florida can be a whole other planet i think florida is this true a florida man on thanksgiving when you're likely seeing some some crazy family stuff is probably pretty topical and nothing so, against florida i mean i feel like no, we've all seen no. those videos that are uh, people right. randomly typing in like florida man and then like your birthday or something like that I and some do, weird I shit's have, happened on your birthday i have done that before <laughs> i have typed it in um, i'm maybe gonna look it up right of, now let's say maybe we can do that right now we can tell everybody what our, our article is <clears throat> florida man arrested for punching his girlfriend for changing the channel during the super bowl oh my god <laughs> wait <laughs> What? <laughs> Why am I laughing? That's not funny. That's literally battery. <laughs> Stop laughing. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm talking to myself. Oh, okay, oh my okay. god. Another one on my birthday. Florida man tosses alligator into drive through. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. 
<laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Oh no, mine's okay. <gasps> he threw an alligator through a drive-through window at a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I have two. Florida man oh. built bit elderly man's ear and attempted to stab him with uh, a deadly weapon. Oh my goodness. I thought and you were going to stab him with the ear. <laughs> no, but the <laughs> other one is Florida man is arrested, accused of hitting mom on the head with a corn cob. <laughs> There's also Florida man arrested for pleasuring himself with an ice pack. An ice pack? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's so bad. Oh, that's so bad. That's so bad. Okay, anyways. Oh, back anyways, to the there's some gigglies before we get into the not-so-great. <laughs> Allow me to set the scene. Jupiter, Florida, Thanksgiving of 2009. Some of you may already know what story I'm about to talk about, because it was apparently a big deal. It wasn't, not apparently, it was a big deal. Jupiter, Florida, was a nice place. Talking nice-ass houses, white suburbia, the HOA runs the streets. You get it? Uh. Vibe. Okay, perfect. Enter. The Sitton family. Jim and Muriel Sitton decided that it was best that they host Thanksgiving this year in 2009. And that they were very excited to do so. Their home was a really nice place. It was in a gated community about 50 miles north of Miami nice. Like, have money. Like bougie nice? <laughs> yes, like bougie nice. If Jim and Muriel and their six-year-old daughter Michaela were expecting about 16 family members to be coming in for the holiday. Um, cousins, nieces, nephews, the whole shebang. However... There was one guest who was not quite invited nor expected to show up that did. Paul Michael Mirhage, 35 years old, the son of Muriel's cousin, Carol, and her husband, Michael Mirage. Okay, They were shocked that he arrived right before dinner started, but family is family. And so they let him in enjoy a nice Thanksgiving dinner with the rest of the guests. They were obviously also shocked. rude to show up right before dinner starts. Right. <laughs> like, he could smell you know? turkey. He stayed exactly. in his car until this time. No, literally. Uh, like, I mean, I get it. I get it. <laughs> But at the same time, you're supposed to be there with family, Thank not just you. for the turkey and yeet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giggling because I can also hear you chewing on Pez. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the reason why this was so shocking is because Paul had not shown up to any family gatherings in a while. And Muriel and Jim hadn't seen him for like nearly a decade, which is why it was such a surprise whenever uh, Michael, his father had called the day of to let them know that, like, right before, they're like, Michael and them are on the way. They're calling, and they're like, oh, hey, Paul needs directions. Like, can you send us your address? I'd be like, who's whatever. Paul? Because he's been calling. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so he comes in. The entire family sat down, and they're eating together the Thanksgiving meal, and everything was said to have been completely normal. They all ate, drank, swapped stories, and Michaela had even prepared little notes telling everyone how thankful she was that they were all there, which... How precious. That's so heartwarming. I know. Very sweet. So, after the dinner was over, they cleared their plates and the family gathered around the piano to play songs and sing along to the melodies. How hallmark of them, first of all. Michaela was especially excited about this because she had a performance the next day at her school, The Nutcracker. Aww. I know, right? So they even, like, practiced her songs for the performance. Yeah. And they stayed up. They stayed up later than usual to, like, continue having fun with her and stuff. I'm getting was... such, like, a visual. And it's yeah, so heartwarming. just wholesome and yeah, heartwarming. Just and just, genuine. Like, Family. sweet just yes. super lovely oh man um, yeah so soon Not after stoked. yeah soon after michaela was talking to her bed uh by her mother muriel as it was already past her bedtime and muriel had rejoined the party downstairs 
everything still seemed to be normal, and the couple even thought that this party was going better than anticipated. Sometime during the festivities around the piano, Paul, our estranged guest, slipped out of the party and returned to his parents' house, where he was living at the time. Um, he grabbed Old a Oldest Paul? Is he like a... 35. Okay. Yes. Do with that what you will. <laughs> yeah, I'm working with it. I'm, that's, that's why I asked, because mm-hmm. when you said that he like lived at his parents' house, I was just right. kind of like... Okay, well, he hasn't come to a family gathering for 10 years. However, he lives at his parents' house, who are obviously within proximity of their family gathering place. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Strange indeed. Okay, yeah, anyways. Absolutely strange. So, Paul had slipped out of the party and returned to his parents' house where he was living at the same time. He grabbed a handgun, and when he had returned to the sit-ins house, um, upon entering, he pulled it out and began to shoot. Oh my god. Yes. Um, he first shot his own twin sisters, uh, Lisa Knight. Oh my god! Yes, yeah, it's, he's, yeah. Uh, Lisa Knight, who was pregnant with her second child. Oh um, no. And Carla Merhage, uh, and they were only 33 years old. Oh my um, god. He walked and his up parents his... are there, huh? Yes. Yes, everyone is there. He walked up to his next victim and said, and was quoted saying, quote, I've been waiting 20 years to do this. And he's 35. Yes. So he's been wanting to shoot up his family for since he was 15. What kind of deranged 15-year-old wants to murder their family? Right. That's insane. He then shot her, the victim, his 76-year-old aunt, Raymond Joseph. Oh my god! Yes. Paul then shot his brother-in-law Patrick Knight and Clifford Jibera. Luckily, these two men had survived, but not without critical injuries. They, I think uh, Clifford was grazed by a bullet. Um, Patrick I was just Knight, about to ask, do you know where they were yeah, shot? Yeah, Patrick Knight was shot in his stomach. Like, it ripped through his stomach and he was put into Holy a cow. Three, three-month medically induced coma, I believe. I was about to say, that's that's yeah. dangerous. I mean, not only because he was shot, of course, but like, if the bullet Organs, grazes stomach yeah, yeah it, it went through his stomach yeah like he was lucky to be alive the the oh doctors God, didn't think yeah. he would make it so thank goodness he made it out um yeah they survived clifford luckily was a little bit less injured than patrick but still heartbreaking nonetheless it should have happened the of first course place. yeah he also attempted to shoot his uncle twice but for some reason the gun would not fire now i don't know if that happened at the end or right here in between it didn't say it just mentions it at different points in different sources so it seems I just like something to- that would happen towards the end because you would think maybe the gun right jam. that's what i thought as well but it was always placed right here which is a weird, weird oh uh yeah okay. i don't i don't know or at least around this point is where they like mention it mm-hmm. they don't mention when it happened. so mm, maybe his uncle has a guardian angel that's looking out for him maybe so maybe so paul then unfortunately made his way upstairs gun in hand to six-year-old michaela's bedroom what the hell Mm-hmm. You're going to hate this part even worse. I know you're going to want to kill this man. Um, once he got there, he shot her, walked out of the room, immediately doubled back and shot her again just to be sure she was dead. To be sure? She's yeah. a child. Mm-hmm. She was just a few days shy of turning seven years old. So not only what was her... Someone... I mean, you know, some kids, they take me off. But I have never looked at a child, nonetheless, a family member, and thought anything as heinous as this. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. What makes, I just don't understand what can make someone like this. Like, that's uh, insane. You know, there are a lot of, like, forensic uh, psychologists who talk about all the different effects and stuff. Um, I mean, like, trauma, abuse, sometimes it's just a mental break, horrible habits of, like, OCD and stuff like that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm OCD. I have a very, 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 very mild case, but it still bothers me sometimes, right? I've I've never in a million years, like, 
thought anything of this nature, okay? No. But I know people with super severe OCD sometimes will get the thought of murder in their head, and they continue to repeat it over and over and over again until it digs a trench in their mind, until they start to think about it in detail. And then eventually, sometimes people oh just God. break and act. Yes. That's scary. It is. It is terrifying. But it's... it's I, forensic psychology is so cool. I the only time I ever wanted to be a psychologist because normally I'm like it's it seems really exhausting and it is, but it, it is very interesting to me to how people can like see into the minds of of murderers and find out like what their problem. Well, was. that's that's um, why I, I mean I wouldn't say got into true crime, but like that's why I'm so fascinated by like serial killers and stuff like that, just because yeah. their psyche is just so beyond anything that I could ever comprehend. Which like I'm glad. Yeah. But at I'm the like, same time, I'm so you know, far removed from that mindset that it is, it is, it is in, it is like a research to understand yeah. and not for yeah. the sake of wanting to know or like wanting to experience that feeling at all. It's for no. the sake of wanting to understand why <laughs> someone could do that to another human being. Like, I don't understand exactly. that. Exactly. It's absolutely bizarre to me. Like, what did they go through that nobody else in this entire world went through that caused them to do this? Because, I mean, there's so many so many people out there right. that live the same life as mm-hmm. someone who became a serial killer, yet they themselves didn't become a serial killer. So then you, you, you it's, question, you're like, well, why? It what is made wild. that person that way, you know? Yeah. So everyone, everyone makes different choices with the circumstances they've been handed. And it's very interesting to see how people like react or like turn their lives in that direction. So it, it was really heartbreaking because when Michaela was shot, I mean, obviously for the reason of she was shot, but not only was her performance the next day for the Nutcracker that her whole family was going to attend, she was just a few days shy of turning seven. Like it was almost That's her so birthday. Sad. So it really, really heartbreaking because she literally spent the evening reading notes about how she was thankful for everyone. And it's just heartbreaking. That oh, that's so nuts. sad. Yes. So he fled the scene immediately. A oh, bitch. Statewide manhunt was issued for Paul. They sent out warnings, flyers, and immediately asked people to keep their eyes peeled for his royal blue 2007 Toyota Camry and offered a $10,000 reward for information leading to his arrest. So this is where I'm going to give some background on Paul, uh, which is why I was saying I did the formatting a little different. Usually I do all of the lead up and then I do the the big shebang. Yeah. But this one felt right doing it a different way. Um, yeah. So it's it's always the ones you least expect. At least this is what Paul's family and friends had to say about the previously put together and charismatic. The guy basically peaked in high school and college. Uh, everyone said that he was completely normal and that it was hard to believe he was capable of criminal behavior. He yeah, did. that's what they all say. That is Thank what you. they literally Thank you. all say. I'm it's so always the ones being like, you least expect. I can't believe yeah. he did that. I can't believe he did. No shit. No shit. Because the reason why a serial killer is good at being a serial killer is mm-hmm. because they're good at gaslighting people. They're good at yes. making people think that they are nice and polite. That's how they mm-hmm. lure people in. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely ridiculous. But uh, he did, however, get arrested in 1998 by the Miami Police Department on a misdemeanor charge for disorderly conduct when he was, you know, growing up or mm-hmm. when he was in his previously, <laughs> in his previ- in his youth previously, whatever. Do you know what he did? I could not find the detail. But gotcha. his friend at the time was quoted saying that Paul was, open quote, mentally troubled. That's kind of sad. Whatever that But means. I don't feel bad for him. Yeah. But it yeah. is sad. Um, further than that, Paul did not have a job, could not hold one down, and he didn't seem very motivated to find one in the first place. 
he lived with his parents. Why would he need one? Of course, you know. Uh-huh. Um, his mother, Carol, thought that he had a bad case of OCD. Paul had a troubled history of violence, shot himself once in an attempted suicide. God. Mm-hmm, and even threatened to cut the throat of one of his sisters who then went to court to get a restraining order against. So this is right. post-college. Like, high school and college, he was, like, on the football team. Like, he was, like, this really good student. Really, like, cool to be around. His classmates thought that he was, like, funny. And something just happened after he left the college. hell? It's, like, a total 360. I, I almost wonder if it's, like, an ego thing. I don't know. I really don't know. But, like, I wonder if it's, like, you know, like, you get out of college. You have no idea what you want to do with your life. You can't hold a job. Yeah, I guess so. And you're not you're surrounded, especially because he's, like, a football about your, player. Yeah, you're pissed about your circumstances. Like, yeah, you could have just I been one like... of those people that, like, could not let go to the, quote-unquote, yeah. glory days. Which, any day, any day to me is a glory day, I feel like, in in life, <laughs> if you just... If you just, I don't know, stop holding on to memories and live your life. Yeah, I feel like people that, I mean, this is a complete generalization, so I don't want to say that everyone is like this because I know everyone's not. But I feel like especially in college, people that are athletes or high school, people that are athletes, like D1 type athletes, um, I know that they get very high egos. Um, like yeah. I said, it's a generalization. I'm not saying everyone is like this. I know people of both sides. So, but I feel like going from, you said he was an athlete in college or high school? High school. High school. I feel like going from a atmosphere where you're sort of like held on this pedestal of like, you're so cool. Like, you know, people want to be you, you know, people want to be your yes. friend and everything like that. High school athletes, like in my personal experience, the school I went to were treated like royalty. Like no, most, at mine too. especially if they were starters, like they were the kids to be, uh, according exactly. to the school. Exactly. Exactly. I, I was on the golf team. I didn't, <laughs> but like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, like I was I not like going kids, from, but, yeah. going from that atmosphere and then like point blank after graduation, never having that atmosphere again, especially if you don't go off onto college to become a college athlete. Oh, it I changes feel like that people. could definitely do something to your mentality because now you're all of a sudden like, well, wait, where's all of my popularity? Why am I not that cool guy anymore? Okay, so uh, he's on the run and police begin to put together, like put the pieces together of what happened in the days and like weeks leading up to Thanksgiving. Try to like mm-hmm. figure out what's going on, right? Weeks prior, Paul had spent over two grand on at least four different firearms and several rounds of ammunition. And he purchased these at two different gun shops in the same county. He allegedly asked one of the shop owners if there was a way to attach a scope to the Remington 700 rifle that he was buying. Um, the owner said that the reason Paul had asked was because he claimed that he was going to be using the gun for hunting. He then reclaimed his passport from his parents, took out $12,000 from his bank account, and then purchased a car cover for his blue 2007 Toyota, which people speculate was meant for him to go into hiding afterwards. So obviously premeditated. Like, couple, yeah. I mean, he literally years. said that he was like waiting twenty years to do this. But no, yeah, that which is concerning in and of itself. But didn't you say he did not have a job? Mm-hmm. So where is he getting this money from? You said he took Z- it out of his bank account. Yeah, zero idea. I don't know if it's trust fund from trust. Oh, words. I don't well, know if it was a trust fund from parents or. I'm almost wondering if he took it from his parents because. I- 
yeah. I don't want to like I don't want to like shame anyone into feeling as though it was their fault because of course this is his fault and his fault completely. But how do you you said he bought like five firearms? Four. Yeah, four and four. several rounds. How do you use. buy four firearms and the two people you are living with never know? Where do you put yeah. them? We're going to get into that a little bit in a minute because uh, oh, great! I don't really trust his parents, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, I was kind of getting that, like, kind of backhandedly. I was like, I don't know the how vibe. I feel about these two people. The vibes yeah, were not great. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> so, purchased the car cover, purchased the firearms, reclaimed his passport, took 12 grand out of the bank account. In the days leading up to Thanksgiving, he started asking what his parents' plans were for the holiday. Um, and he had specifically asked for further, in, further you know, about the dinner that they had planned mm-hmm. to go to at the sentence because they mentioned they were going. And he expressed interest in going himself to the event and asked like what time it would be and who would be there. Like he was showing a lot of intrigue about this event. Which is weird. Strange. Like, that right. would it be is, my first it, question it, it, is it, why. Though the parents could consider it sweet. Like, oh, our son's trying. Um, it's, no. abnormal, it's abnormal behavior for him no matter what the guise of it is. Yeah. Right. That's like if somebody who was like 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 deep into weird cult stuff and like all of a sudden out of the blue, no warning, wanted to get into the church. Mm-hmm. It's strange, but if if something if they is were going like on. if they were voicing that they wanted to switch over or something like that, and maybe taking steps to do so, but just point blank cold switch. Yep. that's weird, it's... and that's worth sitting down and talking about. Uh, yeah, tad bizarre. Um, so this is where things get interesting. Carol and Michael didn't really tell or alert Muriel and Jim Sitton that Paul was expressing interest in this dinner or that he might show up that night. Um, until like Michael. That's kind of rude. Yeah. Yeah. And this is important because it becomes a huge issue later. Mm -hmm. The afternoon of Thanksgiving day, Paul had called to let them know that he would be joining the rest of his family at the Sittons for dinner. He means call. He called his mother. Okay. Parents. Um. After Carol found out that Paul was coming, she remembered telling Lisa Knight, which was his sister, like one of the twins that got the one who was pregnant who got shot. Uh huh. She remembered telling Lisa Knight that open quote. She hopes he doesn't come and kill us all. Okay. If you're having that kind of thought, mm-hmm. maybe do not let him come. I would mm-hmm. never like my okay. My uncle, he or one of my uncles. He, for a while, he lived in, like, Virginia. For a little bit, he lived in Mississippi. For a little bit, or, well, for a lot of bit, he lived in Louisiana. I mean, he's lived in several different states. And so we never know when he's going to come in town for, like, Mardi Gras, Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever. But every now and again, he does. And so it is sort of sporadic. But never, ever, ever would I ever be like, oh, shit, I hope Uncle James doesn't come to the Christmas Eve party and kill everyone. No, that would yeah, be problematic. Like, like what? Just, <laughs> I'm just confused. Really, man. I So <laughs> words. <laughs> so much. I have some other stuff I'm going to read outside of like the synopsis that I've written up, like the research, just because I, I think uh-huh. it's important to the story, but we'll get to it. She says that. And Lisa Knight told her mother that the same thing had crossed her mind when she heard he was coming. But neither of them wanted to bring this up to Michael, his dad, um, as they knew that he would be upset that they even had these thoughts in the first place. Everyone just overall had a bad feeling about him showing up. Once again, maybe talk about that. Maybe so. So, with Paul on the run, people were obviously afraid and wondered who his next victim would be, as if he killed his own family, they would imagine that he would do much worse. Like, if the man could cold-heartedly kill his own family... At Thanksgiving. No, literally. Dinner. What else could he be capable of? The people and... that he could possibly have a heart for. Thank you. He kills right. them. Right. So therefore, there's nobody that's 
safe, essentially. Yeah. So flyers were made and they were littered across Florida with his face and the face of Michaela. Obviously, they thought that would pull more uh, attention in terms of, of catching him. Uh-huh. And the flyers had said, like, help us find him on them, right? Uh-huh. With, like, a phone number to the police and, you know, everything. Like, they, it kind of, like, showed, like, talked to, like, very snippetly summarized, like, this man is on the run. And he's dangerous. Four members of his own family, including this six-year-old girl. Like, I cannot imagine seeing a flyer like that. Just, like, yes. on my drive to Walmart. It was, it was literally everywhere. Like, inside of coffee shops, offices. Oh, my God. Um, on lampposts. Any building you walked into, this flyer was in at least two places. Like, it was oh my God. everywhere in the area. That's, like, harrowing. Um, because it's like he's just dangling over everyone. I mean, it's yeah, good to it's, get the word out, but... It's terrifying. But people needed to find him. Like, this was... Yeah. So, it was... No, I get it. Scary. So... People wanted this to be as exposed as possible to find him and arrest him as quickly as possible. Yeah. So several weeks passed and people became desperate for him to be captured, including the families that were affected. And at Jim and Muriel's request, America's Most Wanted picked up the story. And I actually have an image of him from the show. I'm only laughing because he looks... I I named the image Yikes in my my computer. Um, I have an idea of what he looks like in my head. Not that. That's not <laughs> what I thought. That's not at yeah. all what I thought. Um, they look. He looks different in every photo. He he's looks in. unhinged. He Strangely looks unhinged. Up. Yeah, Portrait. yeah. And this, like, he looks different in every image. Why did that? Oh my up? god! Oh, that did upload. Michaela. Oh yeah, the images of her. She's so cute. I mean, all. Oh my god. Yeah, really. What? Pisses, and you said it, it, Lisa it and Carla were his twins. His sisters who were twins. God, how can you? Yeah. Obviously, I mean, jeez. So, but like younger than him by two years. Like he's thirty-five and they were thirty-three. That's ridiculous. And one of them was pregnant. Like, That's anyways. Horrible. So far as ever, people wanted this to be exposed. America's Most Wanted, the story, and the reward for his arrest, or like any information, had up to $100,000. Like, he was getting serious. There was fears that he had crossed state lines. So they were like, or like fled the country because he had his passport on him now. So Mm -hmm. like, people were getting like super desperate. People were searching everywhere. And eventually, thank God, he was found in a motel on January 2nd. I forgot to write down what the motel was at, so I don't have that right here. But January 2nd, 2010, and was finally arrested. And he is currently serving seven consecutive life sentences in prison right now. He's still alive, unfortunately. I mean, I was going to say not unfortunately, but unfortunately, he's still alive. No, um, yeah, it's unfortunate, no matter how so you look at it. I stopped my written research there, but I have these two articles that I want to read some snippets from because I feel like they're very important. So you remember how I said that 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 I, I like I saved these because I remembered. You know what I said that it was important and it become a huge issue later that Carol and Michael didn't tell anyone that he was like kind of yep. coming. Are they just thinking about coming? Yep. Okay. Jim and Muriel are trying to sue Paul's parents, Carol and Michael. Understandably, in my opinion, honestly. Um, they're pl- they're planning they well, this was written back in 2011, right? September 15th. I haven't mm-hmm. read since then if it actually went through. So I will have to look that up actually while we were talking about this. Parents of the accused, Thanksgiving killer, Paul, my and this is um sorry, let me let me this is from NBCMiami.com. Like it's from the news. So you know, published September 14th of 2011, and it was updated September 15th, a year after he was caught. Well, kind of like within the... No, it was over a year after he was caught. So it was five years. Because hmm? he was caught in 2010, right? Yeah, and I said 2011. I got you. Yeah, yeah, Um. So the parents of the accused Thanksgiving killer, Paul Michael Merhinge, Merhinge's littlest victim, uh, they plan to file a negligence suit Thursday against his parents. 
Jim and Muriel sit and say, not only did Michael and Carol Merhinge of Miami know that their son was planning to attend the fateful family gathering, uninvited and unannounced, but that they had some sense he might kill people that day and purposely chose not to tell them, according to a media advisory released by their attorneys. So that quote that she was said, yeah, it was released by the attorneys. I mean, rightfully. I mean, I understand, you know. Yeah. The Sittens also alleged that the Merhinges had an opportunity to stop their son before he killed their six-year-old daughter, but chose not to. Huh? The 30s, yes. So they could have stopped him. Basically, they're saying they could have stopped him by, one, not letting him come to the Thanksgiving. But yeah. two, I think that the thing they're worried about as well is taking care of his mental illnesses and violent threats previously well the fact just the blatant fact that several people that were at the thanksgiving dinner were concerned that a family member of theirs was going to show up and kill people that's not okay should have been the first blazing red flag on fire in my opinion absolutely absolutely yeah i mean so many things should have been taken into account even ahead of Thanksgiving. I mean, they it feels like his parents were very absent and didn't really pay much attention to him and just sort of let him fly by the seat of pants and do whatever he wanted. Yeah. So there's, I mean, I don't know. There's just, there's so many factors to this that I'm kind of like, ah, I don't know who to blame. I mean, of course him, but at the same time, his parents just seemed so like negligent. I think him. that they also have a responsibility in this, in my opinion. Like, oh, obviously yeah. he is the main person to blame, but they have a responsibility. But there's another quote from carol in here open quote everyone is going up in parentheses it says including paul close quote right and then wrote carol marahinge before the killings in an email to a relative which was obtained by nbc affiliate wptv open quote it will be interesting to say the least close quote sounds a little shady wait Um, so what was she saying she said like everyone's going up meaning going to thanksgiving including paul it will be interesting to say the least so why would that be interesting i would be like i think um, like hey you wanna she she's I, I guess Southern, right? Because we're we're Southern, okay? I know my mom sometimes says that whenever, like, we're going to an event where we know drama's going to happen. She'll be like, it's going to be interesting to say the least. Like, I guess so. She might have assumed it might have been in a drama way, but it doesn't look good for her, no matter what. No, it doesn't look good for her. Right. Um, no matter what. So. I don't know. They're, I'm just, I'm so torn because at the same time, she can't tell the future, you know? Like, she, yeah. she didn't know that this was going to happen. I mean, of course, nobody did. But at the same time, he was living with her. Mm-hmm. How how does someone live with you 24-7? Doesn't have a job. So you know he's home all the time. And if he's not, yeah. that's questionable. Unless he's out looking for a job or doing something like entrepreneurial or something like that. If he's not home, what's he doing? And you yeah. should know that. Right. Like that I'm I'm just I'm confused. Yeah. They did seek out the death penalty for him. Uh but he ended up evading it because he like pled guilty to killing his twin sisters so i'd be surprised if he didn't plead guilty to insanity yeah he he just pled guilty to those two and so he got out of the death like it was an agreement or whatever that he wouldn't be on death row if hate that there's agreements like that yeah it really pisses me off you either die or you don't and he should have taken the latter unfortunately (laughs) so or rather not not unfortunately just take him he's he's a waste of space yeah that's the easy way out you know no it makes me so mad yeah so all of these deals that they make it's just stupid there should never be a deal or like a plea deal or any of that shit it's so stupid i mean but the thing is is you look at it through the eyes of someone that's clearly guilty and then mm-hmm. you look at it through the eyes of someone that's being falsely convicted so it's so difficult 
to just pick one, you know? But, like, right. he's obviously guilty, so, like, bye. <laughs> yeah. So, there is something that is mentioned about the history of violence, right? Some people think that his violence could be stemming from his own family, which this one, like, I don't think that violence is necessarily genetic yeah do i think that anger issues can be hereditary yes i do i've i've seen it in so many people who share the same traits with their families and mm -hmm. sometimes it's learned behavior but sometimes it's genuinely who they are as a person like I, did it I, say anywhere if his parents were aggressive in any way no they were not however his aunt on his father's side forgive my pronunciation salwa marriage abrams murdered her ex-husband and two children in july of 1973 before overdosing and dying after five days in a coma um yeah you know yeah. she was a mezzo she was a probably a good one right yeah the, uh a mezzo soprano she was in the opera um she gave it up to care for her family after 19 years her husband james adams a pilot left her for a flight attendant and the two divorced awkward uh Shit. Yeah, so shortly after that final hearing of the divorce, Paul's aunt asked her ex-husband over to the family's home in Miami to talk, and then she... Man, this is hard. I just look at it. It makes me upset. I'm sorry. I'm usually going like, to type all this out, and I'm already... Like, no, it's okay. It. I didn't read this part before. So Adams didn't know this. James did not know this, but his former wife had bundled the two children, 14-year-old Jack and 10-year-old Melissa Ann, into her car along with the family's dog. After shooting Jack... Uh, or sorry, shooting James... Adams, the ex-husband, four times in the chest in the master bedroom with a .38 caliber revolver. She invited Jack, the 14-year-old, inside, emptied the gun into his body, and then brought Melissa Ann into a different room where she, too, was shot and killed. Oh my god! Yes. She swallowed a handful of, I don't even know how to pronounce that, bar barbiturates, I assume. That's how you pronounce that. And later died. Yeah. yeah. And later died at South Miami Hospital. It's the same family, realized retired Miami police officer Lloyd Howe, who investigated the 1973 murders. They're a super nice family. <laughs> Let me also the say. hell? That's, yeah. that's like, strange, right? That, I mean, how... I have no words. I just, I don't understand. And it pisses me off that she just overdosed at the end. She deserved mm -hmm. to die the same way that they did. I fully believe that and will always believe that, that what you do onto others damn well should be done to you, if not worse, because those are her kids. How yeah. can you just point blank shoot your kids? Multiple times too. Nonetheless, I mean, your ex-husband, like, yeah, he did a shitty thing. And I will never believe, and I will never trust or respect a cheater. But I will say wholeheartedly, no cheater deserves to be murdered, which is difficult coming out of my face because I do not respect cheaters in any way, shape, or form. But no yeah. human deserves to be murdered unless they themselves have done something worthy of it. Yeah. I mean, it just, and when I say worthy of it, I mean they have done something similar. Yeah. So I just. I just can't comprehend that. That's insane. Yeah, I think it's just it's just really not not cool. I'm trying to find information on if they won. No, okay. So I did some digging, and in October 2011, Marehage pled guilty after making a deal that would spare him the death penalty. He received seven life terms instead. As you might expect, the case caused a huge rift in the family, both emotionally and legally. Marehage's brother-in-law, Patrick Knight, who lost his wife was and was and was himself gravely wounded in the shooting, said he was eager to move on from the tragedy instead of enduring years of appeals. But Michaela's grieving father, Jim Sitton, begged the judge not to accept the deal, even falling to his knees in the courtroom. The Sittons also filed a lawsuit against Marehage's parents, alleging that they had invited him to the gathering without warning the hosts that their son might be dangerous. 
quotes. According to NBC Miami, open quote, if someone brought a rattlesnake or a pit bull to your home without your permission and that pit bull started attacking and killing people, wouldn't you hold that person responsible? Close quote. Jimmy Sutton said, open quote. That's what this is. We're seeking justice with every means at our disposal. Close quote. So unfortunately, I mean, the, the Sittons lost their baby. Yes. So I can understand that they are, I mean, they essentially did exactly what her, Michaela's Sitton's dad just said is they brought a pit bull and not to say that all pit bulls are bad because they're not but just right. in this in this example they brought an unhinged animal that they knew was unhinged yeah the rattlesnake to, to me is like a more of a more of a good analogy yeah 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 yeah. like just, you don't bring something that you know is is going to be that you know unsafe. is potentially dangerous yeah unfortunately the lawsuit was eventually dismissed in 2012 after it was determined by the judge that the mayor hinges hinges had no legal right or ability to control the actions of their son but that was not the only file like suit filed in the wake of the murders patrick knight the guy who got shot in the stomach and was in a coma um his wife was lisa who was pregnant and got shot um he also sued yeah he also sued his former in-laws for failing to prevent the killings, including the death of their own daughter, his wife, Lisa. Then, the marriages filed a countersuit against the Sittons in 2011, alleging that the Sittons were to blame for the bloodbath. Which, the audacity? The audacity? God forbid they have a family Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you. To okay. show love to one another. What I'm the sorry. hell? All they did was host a dinner. Your son was the one that showed up and killed and he wasn't even invited. Thank you. Your children and their children are dead because of your son. You cannot hold them responsible at all. Like, there's literally no... Th- there was n- literally what? So, the attorney... There's a quote here from the attorney, and it's going to piss both of us off further. I'm already irritated reading it. Great. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just reading this. I'm pissed. So, open quote. To the extent Paul had problems, the entire family knew that. This is the attorney speaking. If the Sittens were concerned he was going to be a problem that day, then they should have stopped them. It was their house. They should have protected their family as well as the Mayor Hitch family if they were concerned. We'll let that marinate for a minute. I have cool. to assume this is... Their attorney is driving real fast <laughs> on the interstate and then hits like a really slickery part of the interstate <laughs> right as he's getting onto a bridge and magically... The barricade that blocks him (laughs) and the ocean from each other happens to be gone, and then his brakes jam, and he just happens to fall off. I'm not saying I hope he dies, but I'm saying this instance possibly happens to him on his way home to his children and family, and I hope he never sees them again. Anyways, but... If he didn't want that to happen, he should have protected himself. Um, No, yeah, exactly. I mean, he should have fixed his brakes while they were jamming. Thank you. And I would also like to add that I hope he's holding a hot cup of coffee while he does that so he spills all over his fucking lap. I yeah. irritated. Um, and I hope he gets stung by a bee every single day in the exact same spot. And he has you. something in his eye every time he's driving or doing something that involves sight. And I hope his ear hurts all the time. And I hope mm-hmm. other things that don't feel great happen to him. <laughs> thank you thank you i just how can you first i mean first off he wasn't invited simply point blank this guy paul was not invited to the thanksgiving 
Mm-hmm. Secondarily, his family knew he was it, mentally unwell. Like his parents. His family knew that he was mentally unwell. They even said, like, we hope he doesn't do this. But of course, any family is linked through love and connections. And so they are going to hope that he doesn't do anything horrible. So right. especially because they hadn't seen him in years. I'm sure several of them are hoping, like, oh, he's changed. That's why yeah. he's coming. Or and like, oh, it's nice to see gonna... him socializing. Like, it's so good to exactly. see him Maybe they think he's, like, helping his mental health or something like that. Yes. Getting treatment. What the hell? To further the web of this craziness, okay? I know I've gotten a little unorganized. This part I should have totally written down in my organizable list. But in the lawsuit, the marriage has also claimed that Jim Sitton the father of Michaela has defamed them with unfair and untrue statements about the couple by saying they invited Paul to the dinner without notifying other members of the family and knowing knowing his reputation for violence. Except also named in the lawsuit is Dr. Antoine. 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 Thank you. Antoine Joseph, whose wife was murdered by Mary Hitch. So you remember the 76-year-old aunt? Her husband. Raymond. Yes. Her husband. Joseph. That's Muriel's father and Carol's sister. Right, that's how they're cousins. Okay. Okay. Apparently. That's what this says. But I don't know that sounds weird because that would make Carol Muriel's aunt. There's so many people I'm struggling to keep track. I know. It's confusing <laughs> me because that doesn't that doesn't seem correct. But regardless, Joseph was Aunt uh, Antoine Joseph was Raymond's husband and a doctor. And had apparently treated Paul for his mental instability and was well aware of it, as was the rest of the family. Okay. So, like, his parents, in my opinion, should have not allowed him, like... They shouldn't have allowed him to go, point blank. I mean... Right. I definitely think that they probably should have reevaluated that. But like I said earlier, I feel like it absolutely stems from a point way before Thanksgiving and way before this incident that they should have sat him down and spoken to him. Like yeah. it, it just seems like he was left to fly by the seat of his pants and do whatever the hell he wanted. So where were they? What were they doing? How were they trying to help him or handle the situation? I mean, you. I mean, I, I don't want to judge a book by its cover, but you look at these pictures and he he looks in unhinged in every single one of them yeah. just by looking at him. I'm like, okay, yeah, there's probably something wrong there, which yeah. maybe that's mean to say, but that's what I see. I see someone that's unhinged and is unpredictable. Yeah. So in a more heartwarming, I don't know how this can get that. any more heartwarming. Well, I, yeah, it's a, Double-sided coin, I guess, here. But during the trial, like, uh, of Paul, Paul's trial, um, the Sittens announced that Muriel was pregnant with their second child. And she said, we're having a girl, but it's very bittersweet. There will always be someone missing. So that is very sad. It's like, it's weird, right? Because, like... It's really happy, but it's sad. Yeah. Especially because, like, it's a girl, right? And it's their... Yeah. I don't know. It. The whole story is insane. And... I mean, I know I've been talking for a long time about this whole ordeal, and I apologize if I'm rambling us over the time limit. No, it's all okay. This un, un, not unnecessary information, but all this like filler information. I just there are things that no, but it's good. Me. To, it's good to know. Yeah, I didn't want to leave it with just like, well, he's in prison for seven years and then be done with it because there were all exactly these, like there were these years of court cases that have happened there's things that can possibly fill in the gaps of maybe some thought processes happening right and i i I genuinely believe that this has possibly damaged this family's relationship with each other for life like there's no way oh i know it has i can already tell you it has i mean just like (laughs) small things happen in people's families that ruin them. yeah if if his goal was to ruin 
ruin everything, then he's done a, his job. Um, he's succeeded. Do I still think he needs to, you know, not be around in a very violent way? Burn at way? the stake? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you were, like, totally beating around the bush, and then I was yeah, like, was death. Just... <laughs> <laughs> If you if you guys aren't following our Instagram, I sometimes post memes um, about like, <laughs> jokes that are made in the podcast on the story. You guys should totally follow our Instagram and check those out. <laughs> We're gonna we need to make a highlight for them so they're always there. I was about to say so that you can like scroll through them. Yeah, yeah, they're really funny. Yeah. Carson makes them. They're good. I'll uh, I'll do that after after the podcast. I'll make a little highlight. I don't have a cover for it, but we'll figure it out. But that was my story for today. I know it's a little bit of a bummer. I would love to have given you guys something a little more. I don't know. It feels weird saying that you've got something fun because I know that we are a like paranormal true crime podcast. And I don't mean yeah fun like that. But I was hoping to find some kind of like, ooh, Thanksgiving lore. Except that would have been the first half story that I would have done. Yeah. And the lore is just the history of the fact that Thanksgiving is not kumbaya. Yeah. Thanksgiving was an ambush. Which is also festival. very dark. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. If you are ever interested in that, though, let me know. I have brilliant sources from indigenous tribes telling the real history so yeah. that is all i have for you if y'all want to see a photo of this absolute dumpster fire of a human being um you can follow our instagram at don't do that underscore podcast let's because go carson so wonderfully was able to shorten the name to podcast so that you don't have to talk <laughs> about paranormal and in regards to such uh if you are irritated by your family right now and you're hiding in your room and you're just mad at the world there is something you shouldn't do do not resort don't to violence them. yeah don't do that simply don't kill them and don't. also if there's someone that you're in your family that you're concerned is going to kill said family don't don't invite them to thanksgiving eat some good food dude i'm so excited yeah if you want to tell us pot. what you ate for thanksgiving you can email us you could send pictures of the food you, you can do that we love food. <laughs> but our email is ddtparanormalpodcast at gmail.com. So you can send us uh, requests for what you want us to do podcasts on. You can send us stories that you've stories, experienced. Or you can send us a photo of your Thanksgiving dinner. We would love that too. Or Anything. of your pets. Or of your pets. Yeah. Once again, just don't do that. I hope y'all enjoyed this Absolutely. little episode. And I hope it got you to where you're going. <laughs> or at least got you through the hour-long nap your family members are taking. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but we will see you guys next Thursday, hopefully with a little bit more of a heartwarming episode, maybe paranormal or something like that. <laughs> we can throw in some holiday cheer because it's Christmas season now. We'll see, we'll you, see guys you next, next week. Thursday. Bye. Bye. Bye.